Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That can only mean one thing. It is time for the best sports show on radio, period. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, Thank you for tuning in once again. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. The phone number we want you to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. 0356. Uh, we ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. There's a couple of ways you can do that. You can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's discussion with uh, the participants. You can also follow the show. The show has its own Facebook page. It's up on facebook.com backslash dead end sports. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter at dead end sports. Uh, make sure that you check out our website as well, deadendsports.com. Um, we're also right here. Uh, you can, if you miss the show, is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So, any event you miss, any parts of the show, make sure that you check out our archives at blogtalkradio.com/backslash/deadendsports. Uh, you can also find us on Pinterest as well as well as uh, Instagram at deadendsports. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started on tonight's show. I uh, want to bring in tonight's co-host. You know him. You know him from the uh, website deadandhiphop.com. Uh, let's see if I can pull him up here. Having a little issue here. Bear with me one second as I uh, reboot uh, the system here. Again, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Uh, now let's try to bring up tonight's. Uh, co-host, you know him from uh, DeadEndHipHop.com, uh, the website. Uh, welcome into the show, Ken, FIFO, and B. Fellas, what's going on, fellas? What's good, man? What's going on? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Yo, yo. What's happening? What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy weekend sports, man. You guys ready to get it cracking? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, man, that's what we're going to do it. Phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Also, jump in the chat room. Uh, remember, we're taking calls. We're here live from 9 p.m. to uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Hit us up, 347, excuse me, uh, 646-478-0356. I knew I was going to do that at some point in time tonight. Um, man. I really don't know where to start. I mean, we always start with college. Um, we always start with college football uh, as far as our discussion. Crazy, crazy week in college football. Um, man, I, I really don't know what to say as far as, like, where it all began. So let's let's start right here. Let, let's let's start right Uh-oh. here with college football. 
to go. Touchdown you'll ever see. For just a fraction of a second, I don't think Ricardo Lewis saw the ball. Nope. See, it was 25 that knocks it out of Trey Matthews' hands. And Lewis, a miracle of miracles. That's where we're going to start tonight, fellas. The miracle in Auburn, Alabama. You heard the audio right there live from uh, CBS's coverage with Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson. Uh, all- I got something better than that. I got something better than that. <laughs> oh, I got something Auburn better and Georgia. We're we going to get to you, B. Auburn and Georgia, man. That's what stood out to me. I mean, and, and I think, I don't know if it's the, the because we saw the Ravens game a couple of weeks ago and then um, – you know, a couple of weeks prior to that, there was a, a Hail Mary thrown uh, with Nebraska and um, Northwestern. Um, Northwestern losing at, on a heartbreaking uh, Hail Mary that was thrown by the Nebraska quarterback. Um, I mean, I've never seen such. Never. Auburn clearly, I mean, Georgia was Georgia was out of this game. And they yeah, fought they their way back. And you got to give Georgia credit because, I'm going to be honest, Georgia was down by, I think, 20 points. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, so they had every reason to quit. Fought their way back, um, came back, and for the life of me, I don't know why these young defensive backs don't knock the ball down in that instance. Um, because obviously, if you keep the ball in the air, you give somebody a chance to catch it. Um, yep. Crazy, crazy, crazy weekend. That's what stood out to me, man. I, it <laughs> it kind of goes back to something FIFA said a couple weeks ago that he never trust Georgia team. Um, crazy, crazy. So, so I, I'm gonna start it there. That's my, that was my take on you know the one of the craziest things that I saw this past weekend that stood out I, for me. Uh, B, B, what you got? Duke football beating <laughs> Uni- Miami to you, forty-eight to thirty. I mean, <sighs> I think I said this. I said this before, man. When you think of Duke, the first thing that pops out is basketball, 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 basketball. You know, when you think of Duke football, you think of, you know, words come up to mind like joke, whatever, an automatic W. But when I looked at the scores, as I was watching, what game was I watching? I was watching a Michigan State and Nebraska game, and I saw Duke 48 and Miami 30. I was like, excuse me? I, I had to, like, make sure, do a double take, wipe my eyes. I was like, where's the body? I must be seeing things or something. I saw Duke football, not basketball, but, you know, I would expect Duke basketball to beat University of Miami, you know, right. the U in basketball. But when I saw it said college football, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I was like, man, this that that win right there alone stuck out like a sore thumb this weekend. I mean, I, forget everything else. Forget the Auburn game. You know what I'm saying? Forget Wisconsin <laughs> beating Indiana 51-3. to You know what I'm saying? That game right, right there. Stood out like a sore thumb. Duke football, ladies and gentlemen, beating the U. 48 to 30. You know what, B, though? I'm glad, I'm glad that's where you started because just like the week prior, I am not saying the name of the opponent that we just lost to, man. <laughs> I, what? The week before was pretty bad. It was a little shocking. Again, I'm not going to say their name. And then this <laughs> <laughs> we just played ourselves right out the top 25, man. 
Oh, we, we just man. did that. And we was a top 10 team this year. I was over here bragging and boasting, yeah, I'm from Miami. And look what they do. But you know what, man? There's always next year. There's always next man, year. Man, I mean, Duke, though? Man, look, I'm not saying they name B. I'm not saying they name I know. I know. I, and and you, you know what makes it worse, B? I, I actually saw that game. It wasn't that close at all. <laughs> wow, it wasn't. It, I watched the game, man, and, I mean, when when Duke started to pull away, I mean, you could just, the, I mean, the crowd was getting crunked, the band was playing, I mean, it, it was, and, and when the game ended, fireworks went off, they stormed the field wow. like they had just won the championship, dudes was out there kissing wow. their girls on the field, on the 50-yard line, I mean, it was just, it was crazy, man, it, it, it was crazy, and I, I sent a tweet to FIFO, but he, he didn't respond. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't have responded either, man. I'd have been like, uh, no. I'd have been mad. I feel people pain, man. I mean, I, I was, I felt his, I felt this pain for him, man. I was like, wow, like, are you serious? So, well, you know, it was, it was big for me because I, some of my closest friends are, are, are friends, uh, are, excuse me, fans of the U. So that was just, you know, and me being a Florida State fan, man, that just gave me just a little bit more chance to rub it in, man. So I was loving it. Oh, dude, now it makes sense. So it's a little not personal on my end. Not personal with people, yeah. but some of my buddies, you know, who you know wouldn't return my phone calls, wouldn't answer my texts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna call them out on air, Mo. But um, <laughs> but uh, you know, <laughs> but they're listening. Um, <laughs> so what stood out for you in, in college football, FIFO? Man, goddamn, man, B already done said it. B done said it. But you know what though? I ain't even going to talk about them two schools that them beat the U. But I'm so glad I'm part of a radio show talking my shit because I know I'll be right. I'm not always right, but I know I'll be right a lot of the damn time. And I'm so glad I put that. You can't trust Georgia teams out there. Oh, yeah. You, you said just can't because what's the other Georgia team that lost? Georgia Tech? Yep. You just yeah, they, got, they, got, they got whooped up on Clemson 55-31. Yeah, it was that team, man. The Falcons. You know, come on, is the Hawks even if the Hawks make the playoffs this year, man, what are we gonna do? We ain't doing nothing. No, the Hawks we ain't this one is one and out. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We lucky if we win two playoff games this year. That is a major victory for Atlanta Sports. Man, it's it's, yeah. it's so, it, so it, it was it, it was pretty ugly. Uh it was it was it was ugly for Georgia Tech, but I didn't. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Georgia Tech to beat uh, Clemson. I don't think anybody expected Georgia Tech to get dumped like that either. But man, Georgia fans, if you're a Georgia fan and you're listening to us, man, Georgia fans are really like on suicide watch all week. I mean, it's just it's just that critical <laughs> yeah. for them. It was just that critical. As, far as, as bad as we think things are in Miami, well, it's a whole lot worse than that. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole hey, lot worse than that. We, we what about know you, Ken? What, what stood out for you, man? Uh, you know what? I got to shout out the, the running back from Colorado State, uh, Capri Bibbs. This guy carried the rock 38 times. Ooh. He had 291 yards and six touchdowns. Damn. Yeah, he, he went off, man. And it kind of went a little bit unnoticed. You know, because he played for Colorado State and they were playing New Mexico, but the score was 66 to 42. 
They put a beat down on them boys, and they just couldn't do anything to stop uh, that running back, man. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I thought that was that was one of the things that I just noticed when I was just looking at the wrap-up, you know, for Saturday, man. And that, that, that just stood out to me. That was just crazy. Yeah, definitely. It, it, I mean, man, those are some guard. Those are like some video game numbers. Um, yeah. I, I think another thing that stood out to me, just like I said, I'm a fan of Florida State, man, was the play of Jameis Winston. I thought Jameis Winston, I watched that game as well on Saturday. I thought, you know, coming into the game, you know, his first game since all the controversy and the the, uh, the alleged incident that and the kind of the cloud is kind of hanging over, hanging over him and the program. Um, I thought he played well, man. I think he only had two incompletions. Uh, he threw for a yeah, couple of touchdowns, and um, and they and you know they they pretty much just ran away with that game early against uh, you know uh, who were they playing? Wake? I can't remember who exactly they were playing against. Um, I'm sorry, Syracuse. Syracuse. Um, so yeah, it was uh, you know, but he played real well and, and showed a lot of poise, and I think uh, kind of speaks volumes to the kind of person it appears that you know Jameis Winston is because. You know, he could have easily folded and and not played well or went out there and stunk up the joint, but you know he's still, I think he's still right there, number one A, I think as far as the Heisman goes. So you know, got to give him yeah. some props as well. Also, kind of piggyback on what you up that you know Winston situation. It's kind of funny how you know the uh, alleged victim described to her you know the person that did this was five nine with five eight five right. nine, and Winston is like what six four like. I thought that was kind of a little odd, man, in that investigation. So it's it's, just, it's crazy how this how this is like coming up out of nowhere. Now that he's winning and you know chance to win a national championship and be a Heisman Trophy winner. So I just thought I'd piggyback on that. So so do you think that there's a CON conspiracy here? I mean, it just I, yeah. And I'm, I mean, if they wasn't winning or, or if Florida State wasn't in the position they were in, we think honestly, you think this would have came out like really? I don't know, man. Oh, I, I, and I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm very. I try to be very careful with my, with my words because there's an alleged sexual assault here. Right. And I, and I know it's. I know that when that type of stuff happens, it's harder to prove than it's always his word against hers. That type of thing. But like you said, when you're describing somebody, you say he was five Come eight on. five nine. Five, and James Winston nine. clearly is six it's four. Six, damn near six, six five two forty. You know that's a big difference, and um, yeah. you know, and it, I don't know if it was a situation, and we don't we don't know much. I don't know if it was a situation where his name got thrown in because he's the quote unquote name in this. I don't know, but it it just, I mean, a sexual assault case that was closed or almost closed, and it's now open and it's over over a year, almost a year later. Exactly. I mean, it was December, it was November, December 2012. Like, yeah, December oh 2012. God. So, yeah. you know, that right there leaves me scared. And it wasn't reported, I think, for another month. So right. before she even went to the cops, you know, so I, I, I don't know. And like I said, I know yeah. that type of stuff is hard to prove. And you man, know what, Kyle? Go ahead. And you know what, Kyle, man? We, you know, we just came back from Florida State. Shout out to Florida State. Anybody that's, that's oh, man, I forgot to ask y'all about Florida that. State. You know, but, um, man, there was a couple football players in the class, man, and uh, I can tell you none of them was 158, 159, man. Them boys did. You don't distinguish, you know, little old me and me compared to right. me. Nah, hell no. That, that's different. Well, I'll say it to answer your question, B. If Florida State was not.
not having the season that they're having this year, I seriously doubt this would have came up. Thank you. Okay. And you, and you, I you think feel me. you feel me. Yeah, it's just the timing of it all is very suspect to me. Very and suspect. Yeah, and I'm 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 not saying that she didn't have a right or whatever, whoever made this claim, you know, it's a very serious offense and we need to take it seriously. Right. And I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about what occurred or the accusations. What I'm talking about is how this managed to leak when it, it managed to leak at the same time around the same time that Cam Newton started having, you know, his success and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, man, I, I don't know if we can stop these boys. Let, let's let's throw a little wrinkle out there and, and see if we can get them distracted. Right. And obviously, right. Cam Newton. He, he I mean, uh, uh, Jameis was he, he he wasn't bothered, man. He just he went out there, man. He said, you know what? I'm gonna play like half a half a game. Pow, 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 pow. And then he just, you know, he's on the sideline chilling, man. And that spoke to the level of maturity that he has, and that I've been speaking about since this show started. Since I started talking mm-hmm. about this guy. He's just the the kid is special, so right. I, I'm not gonna walk away from this story. It's the timing and the way they dropped this story. Nah, man, it, it's very suspect, it, it, and and it reeks of total BS. So. Yeah, it, it 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 doesn't look good at all, man. I mean, it's just and, and like I said, I don't know. None of us know Winston personally. You know, I can't bump for him or go to bat for him. What I will say, the timing of it is just. You know, I mean, it's rare. I mean, it's been a while since, and I'm like I said, I've been a Florida State fan for a long time. It's been a long time since they've even had someone in contention for a Heisman Trophy, you know, let alone uh, the team doing this well. And, you know, and, and, I'm, and I heard this on the radio on ESPN um, the other day when I was in the car, and I did not realize this, but they said that the, you know, district attorney is going to process it and, and they'll have a couple of weeks to decide. And we should know something in a couple of weeks whether or not they're going to formally bring charges against him. Now, keep in mind, Winston has not spoken to the police at all. Here's the catch, though. If Winston is charged with a felony, just charged, not convicted, but if he's charged with a felony by Florida State's uh, governing body law of their athletic program. If you're charged with a felony, you're automatically suspended. That's before you're not. That's before you even tried. You're automatically Damn. suspended if you're if you're charged with a felony. So this could have long-standing ramifications. If he gets charged, you know, and he has to go to the, you know, he has to sit out, you know, at least for the time being, for you know, until he goes to court or what have you. I mean, there goes the Heisman. There goes you know, Florida State's uh, dream season, because obviously they're, they're not going to beat Alabama or make it to a BCS game without James. I mean, and the backup quarterback's nice, right. but he ain't that nice. You know, so, right. when, when you know, to just to speak to what Kim was saying, the timing of it, when I heard that, I'm like, whoa, you know, that is serious. And I had no idea that that's the case, but Florida State, obviously I think that's the way their athletic department, I could not confirm it, but I did hear that on the radio. If that is true, you know, if he gets charged with a felony, that's you know that's some serious stuff. And you know what, Kyle? I, you know, I'm not putting no allegations or nothing like that out there, but you know, I just got to speak my mind. And I think there's somebody out there paying for something. They paying for it. <laughs> they trying to pay them for a national championship by getting Florida State out the way. That's all I'm saying. I don't know who. I don't know if it's one from the top or one from the bottom. But yeah, mm-hmm. but it, I'm just saying the timing. 
you know, and, and, and just based on that piece of legal that you just gave, that valuable piece of legal that you just gave all the fans right there, you know, you, you really start having to think, like, this just didn't come out the blue just for right. no apparent reason. No apparent. So that means that somebody with some type of power, some type of influence mm-hmm. made this come back. Somebody, hey. something, you know. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? The crazy thing is that this is happening in Florida. You know, it's not like it, they're winning. They're having a great right. season. Right. That's a lot. That's going to bring a lot of money to the city. It probably already has. So why mm-hmm. would they go out and jeopardize that, you know, for the sake of striking out against whatever? I don't know. FIFO, you might be on to something. Because if this is in if, – if, I know if this was in, in, in Athens or somewhere, you know, or anywhere – I just doubt that it would come out like this to jeopardize them going to a national championship. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense to me at all. And speaking of what you were talking about, Kyle, I mean, I don't know if they will actually charge him. I don't think they want to I don't think so go that far. But I will say what this could do for uh, Jameis Winston is it will definitely have an impact on the Heisman votes. Oh, definitely, definitely. And all yeah, of a sudden, and allegations, I, I, heard I, of, I, I agree, uh, Ken. I agree totally. So, yeah, you can go ahead and get, get your national championship if you if you make it, and if you beat Alabama, you can walk away with that, but you're not walking away with this. And and even one of the voters said, you know what? If this is true or whatever happens with this case, I do have to take that into consideration when I'm voting. So, FIFO, you might be right. It, it, it might be... You know what? Let's just go ahead and get this out here. Take take this take this brown bag. You walk on. Let's leak this. Let's go ahead and sweep it on the rug now that it's over because we want Johnny Manziel to get the Heisman Trophy. I know it's a conspiracy, but I'm just saying. Hey man, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think you and people are definitely on something here. <laughs> if for if for nothing else, it definitely derails the Heisman. If 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 it does nothing else, and 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 Ken, you made a great point. I didn't even think about it. This sounds eerily familiar to what happened with Ken. And keep in mind, we're not saying, we're not defending Jameis Winston. We're not, we don't know what happened. We know very little information. But this sounds eerily familiar to what happened with Cam Newton, with the, uh, you know, the, the allegation that he was paid to go to Auburn and all the whole nine. His father made $200,000 for him to come to Auburn and the whole nine. Man, of course, we've got to wait and see how it plays out. But, man, that is crazy. Yeah, it is. Phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You are listening live to the best show on radio. This is Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Uh, This is the place where sports opinions collide. So make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Uh, Now, conversely, uh, let's talk about the NFL real quick. Um... Another <laughs> crazy weekend. We had a, a quote unquote a couple of a big games, a couple of big matchups. Uh, we had some controversies that we're going to talk about in just a second. Um, so, uh, B, I'm going to start with you, man. What stood out to you this past weekend about the NFL? I know your uh, your Lions were uh, hibernating. You know, they won the bye week. And, yeah, um, man. That... So, uh, no, so no, no, what, what stood out to you? Week. They won the bye week. I got the Lions won a bye this week. 
No, they, they lost to the Steelers, man. They, 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 oh, they, they cried. My bad, my bad, my bad. I don't know what I'm thinking about. Yeah, you're lunch, right. Man. It cost me lunch, and I bet it with a guy in my building. I <laughs> he was he, he a Steelers fan. He was like, yo, man, you want, you want to bet on something for the game? I was like, lunch. I was like, whoever team wins lunch. So I, I had to, can't, I had can't to buy lunch. Yeah, I had to buy his lunch Monday, man, so I was sick. But um, games that stood, I mean, were the game that stood out to me. Well, what stood out to me was, I guess, the turmoil in Texas, uh, losing mm-hmm. the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you know, the, you know, of course, they they blew up the Andre Johnson and Matt Schaub, you know, going at each other on the sideline or whatever. And it's just like, you know, with Texas having so high hopes going into this offseason, you know, before the season started, it's like this, this team is in, like, freaking turmoil, man. Them. You can I I can honestly say the Texans and maybe the Falcons maybe the two most disappointed teams is going into this season. Yeah. Man, it's like crazy how both of these teams have so much high expectations and they just sucking right now. I mean, it's just terrible, terrible. So yeah, Texans. I would say Texans with Dino is just it's just like what is it? They seven losses in a row, seven, eight in a row. Eight. I, see, I think yeah, eight, eight, in eight in a row. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah. So Texans that that one stood out for me this weekend. Anybody think Kubiak survives this? Nope. Hell no. No. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 You can't bring him back, man. You can't bring him back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You, saw how quick, you saw how quick we all said no. Nope. Yeah, everybody said no unanimously. <laughs> what about you, Ken? What, what stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? Uh, a, a couple of things, man. Um, the the <laughs> Joe Flacco was everything that I thought he was, and he, I, I still think he's just a uh, uh, above-average quarterback, man. And they done gave this man all of this money, and and he can't win a game. If, you know, I know Anquan Bolden is not there. I know it's kind of like not the same defense, but they just don't look good no at all, heat. man. Huh? No Todd Heat. No, nah, no. Nope. Nah, so, um, but, yeah. but still, they, they just they they don't look good. They hit a hot streak last year and ended up winning the, winning the Super Bowl, right? But yeah, Flacco man, I, I, he's he's overpaid, and um, he doesn't have a lot, a lot of weapons, but he has enough, and it's not like he had, he had that many to work with last year, other than Alquan Bolden. But anyway, so that this four and six record it, it speaks to uh, just the fact that I, I just thought he wasn't that guy that everybody was was claiming that he was. Um, I thought Foles was the guy. In Philadelphia, when he he lit up the um he lit up somebody in his first game, and Vic went out. Then he had a terrible game, and Green Bay, you know they kind of went back and forth. And now, man, he he is on a roll. And I I said, and I got I got jumped on on Twitter for this, so screw all of you guys. But I said, <laughs> Oles is your guy. And again, look at this, the guy's winning. He's winning games, and now they're they're leading this division. So uh, B. I don't like your uh, Detroit Lions at all this year because they let Ben Roethlisberger throw four touchdowns and all shot, them. shot themselves in the damn foot, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this, this, and they, because of that, you team. ended up beating me this weekend yep. in fantasy football. So yep. I, I don't like the Detroit Lions at all this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, man. It's like this. This was a chance to really take a good stronghold in the NFC North, go up seven and three. But they freaking they here they go they just showed us they they lions is good for giving your host up high and disappointing you man oh god yeah man, damn lions Shoot. so um but yeah man any, anyway and and uh, this Saints 49ers game 
I told what I've been telling you. What, what have I said about Colin Kaepernick? I told y'all, man, this guy is all athleticism. He is not as good as people think he is, and it's, he's proving it from week to week to week to week to week. So that's it. That's all I have. Man, isn't the NFL season crazy how you can just have just a dream season and then just be just a completely a suspect player? Like, just think about it. Cam Newton last year. Remember they was all yeah. saying how suspect he is? Oh, he, he can't win the games or whatever. And now look at him this year. He is like, now he's a man. The NFL is crazy like that. But you know what it is, B? The, the only difference this year, other than him ta- he's taking care of the ball, he's not turning it over, right? He's kind of sort of like a game manager in, in a sense, right? The difference this year compared to last year is still almost the same team. He's just winning games. And, and, right. and that's what winning does for you. Yeah, it changes it how people look at you. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, but you nice. know what, though, man? Look, look. Like, there, there's this little thing when you work out. Like, you don't have to do it. But if you do it, it just adds that little boost to you. It's called nutritional timing, right? And it depends on when you eat something that is the best time for you to do something. It's the same thing with Romo. Romo makes the bad decision at the wrong time, and Cam was doing the same thing. Now, if Cam makes a mistake, it's earlier in the game where you can come back from that, especially when you're a great player like Romo and Cam. But the thing is, is that you cannot make a mistake at the most inopportune time because football is not like basketball. You just can't get another possession and get it like that. You see what I'm saying? So, so the biggest difference I see in Cam's game is he's more decisive. He's taking less risk, and and his mistakes aren't coming late in the game. Like he's not costing the team. He's not the reason why they lose, they lose games. Right. Yeah, I, I agree totally, people. I, I think um, his his level of maturity and and, and development, and, and you you got to remember too. Last year, what, what was the talk with the NFL? It was uh, Andrew Luck and 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 uh, and, and RG three, and you know yeah. maybe the competitor in Cam said, "Hey, I'm just as good as these guys." I remember when I tore up the league, you know, the year prior too. Um, you know, and I I said it the minute that they drafted him. You know, if he got some playmakers, he would be okay. You know, because he has mm-hmm. the physical mm-hmm. abilities. Um, exactly. You know, it's just and and, and you know what's a, you know what's a very understated move for the Carolina Panthers offensively is Ted Ginn, because you're oh, right, yeah. Kyle. Um, he only has Steve Smith. Now he has Greg Olson. He has Ted Ginn. If they get a one more guy, that's going to be mm-hmm. one of the best offenses in the NFL. And you know what, people? That, that's a great point because what they do is when when he can run the ball and and Cam, that's the thing. Cam doesn't have to run. But as we saw the other night, uh, saw last night, you know, sometimes if he just moves the pocket, that just buys him a little bit more time. Because he's not, he's not out there like Vic trying to run for yards. He will run if he has to, but he's not looking to run. And if you, like you said, if you can get a guy like LaFell or maybe Olsen to step up to, to come to combine that with what Steve Smith brings to the table, they've already got a great running game with uh, D'Angelo Williams and, and Jonathan Stewart. I mean, they're tough, man. They will be a mm-hmm. outside of maybe going to Seattle to get a win. Man, they're, they're going to be a tough or, out or playoff. The or the Saints, too. You know, Drew Brees yeah. up and New Orleans. Well, he, you know, here's the in thing, B. I, I think they still have to play this. They're going to play the Saints twice in three weeks um, coming up here in the next month. So that I, I think that Carolina and New Orleans are going to split. I think New Orleans will win at home, and I think Carolina will win at home. Um, 
but Carolina is still in play for that for the, the NFC South divisional title. And if they can get that and get a home game in Charlotte, you know, because what you want to do ultimately is get New Orleans out of the dome. If you can get New Orleans out of the dome, I think no, you yeah, got to say New Orleans has to go to Seattle. I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, I, well, we're just speak on it. Drew Brees is that man, though. Yeah, Drew Brees. I mean, yeah, because I if. Drew Brees. All right, y'all. Yeah. Let me let me give y'all my best and worst. Go ahead. Let me give y'all my best and worst. So I, I'm gonna tell you my most surprising thing is, um, man, this damn Georgia team, man. This damn Georgia. Cause, cause look, man. How how, how do you let the damn Buccaneers put up 41? They quit, man. I, I mean, I, I watched the game. People. The Falcons are in. Cancun right now. Those guys in the locker room that they, 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 they're they're making the plans to go to Cancun. They're making the plans to go to you know uh, Paris or wherever. They checked out, you know. And, and I, I really don't like the fact, as a Falcons fan, I don't like the fact that Arthur Blank came out and said, you know, well Mike Smith and Thomas Dimitrov, the GM, they, they you know they get a pass for this year basically because if you what? look at that schedule, if you look at the Falcons schedule. You know, they still have, you know, the remainder. Conceivably, I think the only two teams remaining on their schedule that they could probably beat are Buffalo and Washington. And I ain't too sure about Buffalo because <laughs> we got to go yeah. to Buffalo. So, I mean, so you could be, you could really be looking at a 3-13 and or 4-12 and season. If, if you're 4-12, I'm, I'm like all best. Well, I'm not telling anybody they get a pass for anything. Everybody's yeah. team's going to be held to the fire, in my opinion. But you know, I, you know, I, I think they have that kind of relationship where they, you know, they said, okay, well, Mike Smith, and I think they're going to give him, you know, they're going to give him a pass. They may make some changes here or there, but I think right now but they're you know, just really kind of checking out for next year. I think the Falcons' problem has always been personnel. I've always, everybody I talk to about the Falcons, I'm like, man, look, we have a lot, but we don't have what it takes. Right. Yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot of weapons. But we just don't have what it takes, man. And 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 I don't even think it's coaching. I don't think it's the GM. I think that they've made a lot of good moves. They just need to address that defense. And the type of playmakers yeah. you have offensively, you need to balance that shit out, man. Because you cannot solely win on offense. Not solely win. And then when you think about it, the you know, the pass in the NFC is tough. It, it is. Absolutely is. Yeah. And if you're not and I don't think if you're an if you're an indoor team, your 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 pass is that much tougher because you got you have to play outdoors. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you have the best record in the whole division. You gotta play outdoors. So it's not easy, man. It's not easy. I I just don't think that the Falcons foundationally are built for for a postseason run. They, 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 yeah, they, they, it, you know, it goes back to something B said earlier, and I think you know it, it all it's predicated on defense. If you don't have a top ten, top five, top ten defense, you you can, really can't conceivably conceivably make a Super Bowl run. I know New England, uh, the year that they lost to the Giants a few years ago, um, they were uh, they were. I think yeah, they were dead last in, in, in defense, but they were the number one offensive team. So you know, I think that was more of a, an anomaly. I think it's, uh, but but you're right, man. You but you, you got to hit it on defense because at some point in time, you got to be able to get stops. You got to be able to you know 
get get off the field on third down, you know, that type of thing. And if you can't, you know, you're going to struggle. I don't care who you are. And, yeah, the Falcons have had injuries, but, you know, who hasn't? I'm not – Hey, man, I don't. I'll be talking about the Falcons all damn night. <laughs> hey, one more thing. One more thing. I saw that um, I think makes the league a little scary. Uh, Percy Harvin in Seattle is for real, man. Yeah, that that, that yeah. changes That's another that weapon. And the little bit that you were able to see, it's like, oh man, they didn't even unleash this guy, and he's fresh. <laughs> because Harvin always looks, you know, when he's out there on the field, you could always tell he's a different type of athlete, you know, to, to even the cream of the crop of the NFL. He's just, he's at another level, you know what I'm saying? He, he's top-tier athlete in the NFL. But what I saw, oh, man, this man, he's ready. He, he, boy, if Seattle uses him and you already know the type of head coach they got, it's yeah. this man, they, they're going to be dangerous. That's a dangerous team. It's going to be da- – and playing out there, too, man, it's going to be sick. Mm-hmm. It is going to be tough to beat them. Um, the phone is. number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. I'm joined by my co-host, Beezy, my man Ken, and my man FIFO. Don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Uh, make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of the show, check out our archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Um, now let's Yo, jump into stuff. Uh, what's up, what's up? R- real quick, we're, we're, what about this Denver-Kansas City game? We're not going to talk Ooh. about that. You know what, Ken? I I forgot about it. Well, I didn't forget about it. But um, that you guys tell me if I'm wrong. I think <laughs> even even though they lost, Kansas City's legit. I like Kansas City. This is my first time seeing them all year. But if they can get something from that offense, and I think Kansas City's got just as good a chance as anybody to come out of the AFC. Did, did anybody leave that game impressed or, or unimpressed with Kansas City? Oh, of course. City? Of course. Look, I'm going to tell you like this. You hold Peyton Manning in that offense under 30 points, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. Because because think about it now. Nobody's been able to keep this guy under 30. So mm-hmm. if you keep if you can keep him under 30, you have a chance to win. You, you got to put up 30, though. You know, but but Kansas City's defense is for real. I think, I think that's probably the best overall performance you're going to see against Peyton Manning. Yeah, they. I, I can tell you this: they really impressed me because I thought once the game, once the Broncos started putting points on the board, I, I thought it was just going to get out of hand, and uh, Kansas City was, you know, they just won't be able to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. But you know, they were able to score when they needed to score, and I just think that I, I think that Andy Reid needs to kind of open up the playbook a little bit. I think he has okay. like eight straight games, so he has eight games to play with. To kind of experiment a little bit more with the playbook, and um, and try to just do a little bit more with some of the receivers that they do have. Yeah, they only got what Dwayne Bowe, but but Avery's been pretty good. I think they could do some things with him. So just just not you know let the guy throw the ball a little bit more because I think they did the same thing to uh, to Alice Smith in San Francisco, and you know I, I think he I think he has the smarts to play the game and to actually be able to run more of an offense but, than they're doing Ken, right now. But, Ken, you know what the problem is? It's not necessarily about opening up the offense. 
It's about his limited arm strength. What, what you're talking about, you know, opening it up more, taking more deep shots, he just doesn't have the arm to get it down there. So they have to run plays that are, are not as deep in yardage. That's the problem with a, a limited strength quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody like Jay Cutler, he can make physically can make every single throw. Alex Smith can't. That's mm-hmm. the same thing with Chad Pennington. You're saying like yep. you want to yep. open it up, but, but he just can't get it there. Mm-hmm. So you have to rely on a timing type of offense, which is the West Coast, which is why they're good right now. I don't know, man. I think he can do more. I don't think he has to take that many shots down the field. And I think if if you just figure out, um, you know, how and where and when you want to attack, like every everything doesn't have to. Like, yeah, he doesn't have the arm to get it all the way down the field. But I think that, you know, there's a little bit more that they could do other than the dink and dunks. Because if if you look at if you look at Brady, yeah, he can throw the ball down the field, and yeah, he will take his shot. But what do they do? They typically just walk the ball down the field. But, 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 but Ken, but Ken, when, when you look at the elites, because you mentioned one of the top four elites in the NFL right now, right? When they throw downfield, they have the arm strength and the pinpoint accuracy to put it wherever they need to. Alex Smith cannot. So, yeah, you see a lot of dink and dunk, like like Peyton Manning takes, like Tom Brady takes, like Aaron Rodgers takes, like Drew Brees takes. But the difference is, is that those guys have the arm strength and the accuracy to take the shot downfield when they think that they're either going to run off the play action or you have a lot of crossing routes underneath, but then you, then you open up the field depending on what the safety's doing with, with a post or just a vertical, you know what I'm saying, or, or a phase stop, you know what I'm saying, the back shoulder throw. Alex McCann. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not saying that he cannot throw it, but but come on, man, he, he's not at that level. He he can't throw that ball. Certain NFL throws he just simply cannot make. That's yeah, why, I haven't that's seen why him throw that back shoulder throw either, man. And I, I'm, you know, and I, I don't know if he could throw it or not. I I just haven't seen him do it. And it, it's not like Kansas City has been on on TV a lot anyway. So. Right. Um, so yeah, but I mean, they, yeah, I mean, I feel you, Ralph, and um, and yeah, I think if you if you're talking about taking shots down the field, yeah, there's some limitations there, but um, I don't know, I don't know. Andy Reid's a pretty good coach, and I think he can he can come up with something. But but but, but you got, but you also got to understand too. It's like look, look look at the office when he had McNabb. So it's not by design, Ken. Like Andy Reed, Andy Reid's offense has always been pretty open. He he likes to run a lot of screens and he likes to take a shot downfield. But he's never had the perfect combination of quarterback wide receiver. When he had a quarterback, he didn't have the wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 it was that's just what it was. And then you know Deshaun Jackson is not truly a number one guy. Mm-hmm. You know, just based on physicality, he he right. needs a bigger guy out there. But, you know, like he just never had the, the, the perfect combo. And Alex Smith, by no slight, because he's still a, he's a good quarterback. He's a quarterback that can win you a lot of games and potentially take you deep into the playoffs. The problem is is that the reason why I don't consider him a championship quarterback is because he can't make the throws when he needs to make the throws. You know, unless he gets behind the defense as good as uh, the, the Ravens, like Trent Dilfer and maybe Joe Flacco. You know what I'm saying? He's not he's not gonna win a chip because you're not gonna win it behind his shoulder. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because this is a really good 
defensive mm-hmm. Kansas City mm-hmm. Chiefs team, yeah, yeah. and truly, and man, I, I think it's just going to go to waste. Uh, I, I, but I mean, you know, playoffs is all about defense, so who knows what'll happen? Yeah, it might help them in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 well, the fact that they, like you said, people. Like Alex Smith is a serviceable quarterback, but you look at their their receive their receiving core, and and I'll be honest, nobody really scares me. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh maybe. Oh, oh, that's about it. I I mean, Donnie Avery, eh, not really. No. <laughs> you know, Dwayne Bowe. Phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Um, next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, man. Uh, the elephant in the room. Um, there were a couple of, uh, I don't even want to use the word controversial, disputed calls that were made uh, at the end of the uh, the final drive, uh, the game between San Francisco and uh, New Orleans, uh, where um, uh, the linebacker, I forget his name, was it, was it Bowman? Um, hit Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, I guess it during the play, it looked as if it was a helmet-to-helmet hit, but it was clearly his hand hit <laughs> breeze across the neck. Uh, but he was flagged for a personal foul. Uh, and on that particular play, it would have been, uh, would have led to a fourth down, and San Francisco would have been getting the ball back. Uh, subsequently, it kept the drive going. Uh, make a long story short, New Orleans goes down and scores. End of game. Uh, also, last night, uh, the pass interference call that was not called against Rob Gronkowski uh, in the game between the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots. B, what's your take on this, man? <laughs> uh, man, I didn't particularly see the uh, Drew Brees wanted to step on Sports Center, and yeah, it was clearly it was not no penalty on that one. But I did watch that Monday Night Football game last night, and. Uh, Gronkowski was clearly like being clobbered in hell, even though the, the throw was very, you know, was, it was not catchable. But I mean, the rules is rules. Once that ball was in the air, he, he had no business bear hugging him like that. <laughs> and then, the, then the the, the uh, referee threw the flag, so he thought it was about to be a call. Like, okay, yeah, that was that was too far. And as you know, he picked it up, and like no call, game over. I was like, holy crap, like <laughs> really, like that. He was bear hugging him from behind, like literally. Right. Like, why the, I mean, rather if it was a non-catchable ball or not, man, it was like, what? Like you can't do that. But you know what, Dobie? You know what, man? Like the, the reason why I agree with the refs on that one with picking up the flag is because normally when you see pass interference calls, the ball is thrown over the head of the, head of the receiver. Like this, like where the ball was thrown and where the receiver was, it was just. It, it was like a move. Well, why would you throw up? Like, there was no way that he was going to catch that. Even if he was wide open, he wasn't going to catch that ball. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it, like, was, it, was a, it was a little short. I mean, he couldn't come back to it because he, he was being bear hugged. I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, got to probably... disagree, FIFO, man. I, yeah, it, I mean, it's not. <laughs> Thank you. Ahead, I'll, I'll preface my comment by saying I'm extremely biased because I play wide receiver. But. The rule clearly states that you can't impede a receiver. I mean, we don't know if Gronkowski could have come back to the ball or not. Here's my take on it. I think if either one or two things could happen, you could either call, you know, illegal contact, and and, and by no means, I'll say this much just to 
make my point. It didn't cost them the game because I don't think one play can cost a team a game. Um, I'll say this much because if you if you call let's say illegal contact, it's a five yard penalty. They move them five yards closer. There's still no guarantee that New England scores on the next play. Even if you call pass interference, you put the ball on the one yard line. There's still no guarantee that New England scores on the next play. That being said, if you remember, there was a play on Carolina's final drive, which was the drive previous to the drive that Brady had led them on, where mm-hmm. Olsen was going out of bounds and McC- he got tangled up with McCourty. McCourty clearly impeded his progress, oh, yeah. and they threw a yeah. flag and called pass interference. That was on third yeah. down, and that kept the yeah. drive going, and subsequently Carolina scored. So my thing is this. if you go, It's just like, I mean, we love basketball. What we, we say? Call it both ways. You can't call it on one end of the floor and don't call. And, and by no means yeah, am I a Patriots fan or a Carolina Panthers fan. I just, as a fan of the game, man, I hate to see stuff like that because it's not good for football. Here's my take: If you're not going to throw the flag, don't throw the flag. I mean, the back don't judge. Was, yeah. I, I've never seen a back judge. He was standing right there by the goalpost, so he saw that right there in plain view. If you're not going to throw the flag, if you want to swallow a whistle, swallow a whistle. I got no problem with that. The problem I have is that you threw the flag, picked it up, and then didn't explain as to why you picked it up. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. You know, if you're going to throw the flag, throw the flag. If you're not, that's cool too, but don't throw it and then act like we didn't just see what we just saw. That To me, that's, I mean... You know, we we like I said, we we love ba- basketball is a little bit different. I've seen refs anticipate charge calls and phantom fouls and four point plays yeah. and all kind of stuff like that. You know, but yeah. you got to call it on both ends. You just can't say, okay, well, hey, I'm just gonna throw the flag and not justify it or what have you. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I just had to <laughs> get my point in there. So, yeah. what's your take on it, Kent? Which which game are we talking about? Uh, the the Patriots well, let, Carolina let's start with the game. Patriots Carolina first, and then since since uh, we went there, and then we'll go to uh, New Orleans and Carolina, New Orleans and uh, San Francisco. All right. It wasn't a penalty. Um, it wasn't a penalty because the rule book says it wasn't a penalty. Uh, the ball was uncatchable. The ball was intercepted by. The definition of the rule, that flag deserved to be picked up if it was a pass interference call. If it was defensive holding, the flag stays. So if the referee, so the problem was the referee threw the flag. And when the referee threw the flag, he was throwing the flag for pass interference. And by definition of the rule, that was not a, a penalty because the ball was uncatchable and it was intercepted before he got to the. People are always, people are sitting here and I'm hearing all of these different scenarios, these different what ifs that could have happened. Oh, if the guy wasn't holding him, Gronk could have planted and leaped forward. No, he could not have. He would have ran over the defender. If, 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 if the defender would turn around and look at the ball right, Gronk still would not have been able to get to the ball. So, but can we regardless that, of though. what could have happened, the defender was still in the way. He wasn't holding, holding him. He was just running him out of the back. Okay, okay, Ken. So let me let me tell you. The, the NFL rules, since you said the rule, the rule states that you can contact the player up until five yards of the line of scrimmage. The ball was on the 18. Gronk clearly gets wrapped up 
at the two-yard line, and he continues to hold him, you know, three, four yards into the end zone. That's beyond the zone in which he can touch him. You can't touch right. the receiver down the I'm sorry. Give it, give but, it defensive it, holding. I don't want to – Yeah. But, it, it's defensive not pass interference, Kyle. Okay, exactly. well, I, I'll give you that. Okay, so if it's defensive holding, that's a, a five-yard penalty, and, and, and New England gets to play a, an, an untimed down, you know, from the 13-yard line, I guess. You know what? It, 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 let, let me say this, man. The Pacers deserve what they got anyway. <laughs> see, see that? ever since Spygate, man, they, 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 they've cheated their way to three Super Bowls, and now all of a sudden they can't cheat them themselves to a win. Okay, so, let me play. Okay, Ken, let me play devil's advocate. You're a Raiders fan, right? Who? You're a Raiders fan, right? Raiders. Oh, you're not no, a Raiders no, no, fan. No, 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 not not Oakland. Okay. You're, okay, so who's your favorite NFL team? You you can pick Kansas City because uh, I was a big time Christian Okoye, Derek Thomas okay, fan. Okay, so let's go. Let's go, KC. That if that happens to your team, are you saying the same thing? Honestly, honestly, I would be upset. I'll, I would be upset <laughs> because we lost. And the way we I will. Yeah, absolutely. I would be upset because we lost. And if I heard the way they explained that rule, I, while I would still be upset. As long as it's within, and I probably would get knowing my crazy ass, I would have went online and looked it up. I can't argue with the rule. I don't have to like it, but if it's the rule, it's the rule. I would have, if anything, wished for another call besides pass interference. But if it's in the rule book, which everybody is saying it clearly it is, I can't necessarily argue with that. I would be, I would be just like Skip Bayless. I would be highly pissed because I would be thinking it's pass interference. But then all of a sudden, and I'm a very technical by-the-book guy, I, I, emotional by-the-book guy. If they would have said that, if they would have came and said, I would have like, man, that's kind of messed up, man. That's a fool. I would have been walking around here. That's some fool. That's some fool. That's some fool. Looked it up. Saw the rule. I'd be like, man, why didn't the car hold in there? <laughs> so, <laughs> right, I would have right, flipped right. my argument to something else different. So, okay. But, okay. I, I mean, I I, look, I, I, I Do I feel bad for the Patriots? No, I don't feel bad for the Patriots. I mean, nobody does. I mean, nobody outside of Baltimore or their fans across the world. But I I, I just think if that's your team, you know, I I don't know. And I I saw a lot of people in in debates and stuff on Facebook, and I tried not to get into that stuff. But, you know, and and I'll give you that. I will will say this much. If you're not going to call pass interference, at the very least, it's illegal contact or holding. But, like I said, we had a play – prior to that on the previous drive where, you know, McCourty clearly impeded the progress of uh, of uh, Olsen, the tight end. And to be honest, had he not been there, I don't know if Olsen would have caught the pass. The Cam threw the ball in, to the sideline. The ball hit one of the coaches. You know, I don't know. You know, but they threw a penalty flag. Okay, no problem. Yeah, but he was holding. Call the same way on the other end. That's all I'm saying. And like I said, I'm the last person to bump for the Patriots <laughs> of all teams. All right. Here, here's the thing, and I, I, I do want to say this. Do I think there was a penalty on that play? Yes. I do okay. think that there was a penalty on that play because uh, Leaky or whatever his name was, he, look, he, he did not look for the ball at all. I, at I thought all, he right. played that, that. I thought his play on that was terrible. He just kept running towards Gronk. And I know I saw him say that he saw Gronk's eyes light up and, and that means the ball coming his way. 
Well, if that's the case, why don't you turn around and look for the ball? I never understand why defenders don't turn around and look for the ball when the ball is coming. And I know you're in the heat of the moment, Bubba, and a lot of things going to your head, whatever. But um, I do think that there was a penalty on that play. Um, I just don't think it was pass interference based on the way the rule book is written. Okay. Okay. Now let's let's go conversely. Let's go to the uh, Saints and uh, 49ers. Uh, linebacker gets there. He hits Breeze across the neck. Not a helmet-to-helmet hit. Uh, what, what's your take on that one, FIFO? Man, I think that uh, – what was the timing when that happened? Was it under two minutes? Yeah, that was uh, – uh, No, 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 yeah, no. They were on their final drive. Okay, I think something like that, they need to expand replay because that okay. can cost a game. And I just think, like the NBA, that now they're taking a little, you know, more time into replay. I understand, trust me, I, I'm in every sense of the word on a basketball court or football field, I am a competitor. I understand, mm-hmm. um, I understand momentum. Momentum is a very big thing in sports. And if a team has it and they lose it because of the replay, I'd much rather it lose the momentum because the play was right than it just for no apparent reason or because ha- or, or for getting the wrong call out there. I don't think I, I definitely think that they need to expand it so that way you can take a closer look because that play, if it's reversed, it might be a different outcome. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about so, you? What, so, what was your take on it? Uh, just based on the uh, instant replay, it's just uh, see, man. This is just going to my proven fact that they might want to start playing flag football. I mean, these defenders, <laughs> you can't even, you can't even, yeah, you, can't even you can't even tackle and, 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 and be a defensive player anymore, man. It's just like God, you got to watch how you tackling, especially the QBs, you got to watch how you tackling dudes. You got to watch, you know, if I'm going full speed at this quarterback where I'm trying to sack, I got to watch how I hit him because I'm going to get penalty or, or something's going to happen, man. It's just like I'm, I'm sick of this. I am so sick of this protecting the QBs, man. It's just like, golly, just put flags on them at this point. Just put flags on them. Don't even just, just – I'd rather for them just put flags on them instead of just – you know, you can't tackle a QB at all. Just, you, uh, you, all you got to do is pull the flag and then back and sack Because you can't even touch him now. You can't even touch him. This is ridiculous, man. And I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just going by the S3 play because I didn't watch the game fully. Right, right, right. See, see it all play out. But just from the S3 play when I watch on sports, I'm like, I'm like really? Are you, are you serious? Like, oh, God. This is crazy. I saw the game, man. It was it, – it was – it was, and, 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 you know, I try to give the refs the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes I'll say, okay, well, you know, maybe that was kind of hard to decide when you see a guy, the guy, the linebacker, I'm sorry, his name is Amai Brooks. Um, you know, I'm like, well, maybe, you know, full speed, the ref couldn't see it, and it just looked helmet to helmet or whatever. But he clearly, I mean, you know, points. karate chops <laughs> Drew Brees across the throat. But he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, it's not helmet to helmet or anything like that. Right. Here's my take right. on it, man. I think, you know, we just we grew up in a different era, man. I, I remember that's quarterbacks all. like that's, you know Montana and Theismann and you know Danny White and those guys and John Elway, Marino. I mean, you stood, yeah, you, Marino, you stood in the pocket and you took your blows, man. I mean, yep. Phil Simms is probably one of the toughest quarterbacks I remember growing up. 
I mean, just you standing and you take your blows. I remember uh, just two weeks ago, Time. I was watching the Falcons and um, Falcons and and, and the uh, uh, Seahawks, and the Seahawks had a lineman that was on the ground, and he was make, trying to get, he was trying to get to Matt Ryan. He was on the ground, so he kind of crawled, and he he jumped at Matt Ryan's feet, and he you know brought him down, and they threw a flag for roughing the passer. Said he was attacking <laughs> Matt Ryan's knees. And I'm even as a, a Falcons fan. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like that? You can't. I mean, he was trying. He he was on the ground. He didn't know that Brian had thrown the ball. But what else is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to get up and say, "Oh, Matt Ryan, let me hit you between you know in the number two? I mean, like you know, you might as well put skirts on these quarterbacks. And, and yeah, man, I'm all for player safety, but that wasn't one of those plays, man. I feel you, but Kyle, all that all them quarterbacks you named. Now one of them had a hundred million dollar contract, and that's the <sighs> difference. The money is the difference. You're right. You're right, FIFO. It's a you're lot right. of damn money for one player. The team's whole salary wasn't even a hundred million. <laughs> you're right. You get a hundred million. Yeah, you're right. Montana, as great as he was, he never made that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? Maybe but he was, but he just as valuable. But, but I, I get your point. If you lose a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning, I mean, look look at Sunday night's game. They they were already billing Sunday night's game. This you know this upcoming Sunday night's game, Brady versus Manning, during the Manning versus you know uh, Chiefs game. You know, so yeah, yeah, I understand it wasn't helmet to helmet or anything like that. I agree. I agree, and that's why that's why I'm saying they they, they just got to do instant replay on them. Because because that that can change the whole game and that's so that's unfair for both teams. So I'm 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 not saying I say call it like that on the field, but you should be able to look at that just to make sure. Just like you know the NBA is looking at at flagrant fouls and and, mm-hmm. and digressing them to a flagrant one or not flagrant call at all. But at least call it just so people know. Right. Hey, this is how we're gonna call this game. But let's look at the replay just to make sure, to make sure we got it right, because that's unfair. Now, okay, if we do that, do you think, what do you think about the timing? Do you, do you think that would extend games or make games a little longer? You know, I think just like in the NBA, um, and, and, and I think both the NBA and, and NFL should do this, I think that they should always have a replay official. Somebody okay. that's always looking at controversial calls as they happen so that they have the jump on it, and boom, they could go down. You know, you could just buzz the official and just let them know, you know, like what the call is. You could talk to him on his headset. You know, like, hey, that's a catch. Keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, okay. And, and even being able maybe to talk to the, to the head coaches to let them know on the critical play, we looked at it, we reviewed it, it's this. We're going to keep the game moving. So that way, you you know, it, it's quicker. Look, look at them. The life we live with technology, you can't tell me that that's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Even if it that's takes true. a little bit, you know, to, for the for the official left down on the field to go look at it too, but at least to to, to to try to expedite the process. I think that's I think that's the next evolution of replay. Okay, oh, hey, great point, man. That's a great point. What, what, what's your take on it, Ken? New Orleans and uh, San Francisco. To- I disagree with all of you guys. That was a flag. That was a penalty, man. He clearly hit the guy. I don't care if he hit him in the shoulder and his head just, his arm just happened to hit him in the head. All of these players know that they can't hit guys in the head. It's unfortunate. It's sickening. It's 
week. Yeah, they should be playing flag football, but the rules are the rules. Amon Brooks know that. Amon Brooks is only upset because they lost the game, and it wasn't Colin Kaepernick that got hit upside the head. <laughs> this, this, the, the thing is, this, it, it's not like they're inconsistent with this call. You know you can't hit the quarterbacks in the head. And I hear what you guys are saying. Oh, he hit him in the shoulder. And the, his arm just kind of went up and grazed the head. Yeah, well, sometimes when you go to tackle a guy, you, 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 you grab the shoulder and you kind of slip and grab the face mask. It's still a 15-yard penalty. A mob Brooks just unfortunately couldn't control himself, and he hit uh, uh, breeze upside the head, and it and it cost him 15 yards. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's 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 a." Uh, I, I knew that was a penalty because they've just been calling it all the time ever since they implemented the rule. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, as soon as I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a flag. That's that's easy. It happens all the time, and it it drives me freaking bananas." But the fact of the matter is, it's the rule, and the fact of the matter is, just like Ralph said, is a business. You make more money with Breeze on the field than you do with a Mob Brooks on the field. I'm sorry. Um, that's just the way it is. I mean, that, it is. That's a, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it is hey, it is. sad fact of reality you just said. You make more money with Breeze than a Mob Brooks. Oh, man. Killing me, man. Yeah, you know what? And I, I can't argue with that logic because you're, you're, you're no, actually you telling the truth. You but can't. damn. Yeah, you, can't. <laughs> yeah. you can't argue with it. Oh, man. 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. See, we got a couple of callers in there listening online. If you want to speak to us, just press 1, and we will get you on the air. Um, Man, I I hate when Ken says stuff like that because I really want to debate it, but I can't. I mean, that's that's honest. (laughs) Man, let's jump to basketball, man. we're a couple of weeks into the season, man. I mean, you know, teams are slowly starting to separate themselves, uh, you know, from from each other and, and things of that nature. You're starting to see the real from the fake, um, and we'll see that, you know, more as you continue on uh, headed toward, uh, you know, the big holiday push as far as like the big Christmas games and things of that nature. Um, but we got a little a little storm brewing in New York, New York City. Uh, you know, uh, there's two teams in New York, uh, the Knicks and the uh, Nets. Uh, the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Brooklyn Nets right now are three and seven, and the Knicks are three and six. Uh, FIFO, is it time to push the panic button in New York City, my brother? You know, I I, I was reading a report on Bleacher Report. Okay, I love that app. Yes, yes, I love like that too. On yeah, love that app. Um, and they were saying, and, and now these are multiple GMs saying that Jason Kidd is the worst coach in the NBA. And there are a couple of reasons why. <laughs> and, and, and these are not my words. I'm paraphrasing here. These are not. These are real NBA scouts saying that basically his staff runs the team. You know, Lawrence Frank runs the defense. There's another guy that runs the offense, and Jason Kidd is just there. They, um, there's one scout said on all of them multiple, or I guess that they've played the Nets multiple times already. Um, they've only counted 15 plays that they've ran. You know, maybe wow. it's due to the 
to, to, to the roster being older, you know, the, the transition, guys being in and out the lineup. I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, Ken and B can attest that I went from being a player to a coach rather well because I controlled my team and I had an idea of what my team should be. And then once I got the pieces, I tried to make them work, and then I tried to bring the identity out in them. You know, you always got to be a tough team. But, like, are you going to be offensively tough, defensively tough? What type mm-hmm. of team are you going to be? And to me, that that is the head coach. And from reading this, I can honestly say I think Brooklyn is in more trouble than the New York Knicks. Because at least the New York Knicks know that they're going to get Tyson Chandler back. This guy right. has won a championship. He is a former defensive player of the year. Carmelo Anthony did lead the, the league in scoring last year. They did have the sixth man of the year. And they did make the playoffs. So they have a lot more going for them. At least they have another year of continuity, even though they brought Bargnani on. You know, but I think the Knicks are in, are in a better place. I think the Knicks will make the playoffs. I think that the Nets have the talent to make the playoffs. But if what I'm reading of Jason Kidd is the truth, then, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll be going far. And then, you know, I, I, how, do you, how, do you, how do you fire a rookie coach that you also gave stake in the franchise to? You know, I, I, I just, I, you know, this is just an odd thing. And as soon as that happened, I, that was my only question mark was, is Jason Kidd ready? If any player can do it, is Jason But was he ready to really take on the task of delivering a championship? Man, Coco Off is paying in excess of $190 million, including luxury tax. That's a lot of money for this one year. Yeah. A lot of pressure. And and, and I misspoke, guys. Uh, I just checked. I guess since we since we went on the air, uh, they just got beat by the uh, the Knicks just got beat by the Pistons, so they are yeah. three and three and seven as well. <laughs> Let's go, Detroit! Detroit basketball, baby. Yeah, they just got beat by the Pistons. Uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, Josh Smith had nineteen five and four to help Pistons send the Knicks to their third straight loss, uh, ninety two yeah. to eighty six. That was the score. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Two Pistons come and play the Hawks tomorrow. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, what, what, what's your take on it, uh, B? Uh, is it time to push the panic button in Gotham City, man? Oh, man. I've been saying this since we started, man. It's only November. It's no time to panic, really. I mean, that's a good point that people brought up from the Bleach Report about, you know, Jason Kidd not even running the team. You know, and I remember when, when he became the coach. It was already a whole bunch of question marks about Jason Kidd being a head coach coming right. fresh off a of retirement tiring of an NBA player. So, I mean, at the same time, it's kind of not surprising that they are struggling. But, I mean, it's November. You remember when LeBron and Dwayne Wade got together and they had their issues in December and November and remember the media was, was panicking and stuff like, oh, can they play together? Well, guess what they did? They went to the finals, you know, three straight years. You know what I'm saying? One, two championships. But you know what, I mean, well, Mm-hmm. There's a difference there because it was the players on the court. No, I, I just said the, I just said the, the media. Coach. I just said the media. Though. I, I just said the media was, was going crazy. Media. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't talking about like us fans. I'm just talking about just the media was just saying, oh, well, can they can they coexist together? Can they do this? Oh, they on this losing streak. What's going on? The same thing they said about the Knicks and the Nets. 
let's wait. Let's wait it out. I mean, you know, if if, if we still talking about this come the end of January or early February, then you know we can be like, whoa, they wasn't for real. Like they not for real. This team is not for real. We we two weeks, two and a half, going on three weeks into the NBA season. Uh, you know, it's it's no panic, no time to push no panic, but. Well, I freak out. Yeah, I, I got to shout out uh, uh, Class D on Twitter. He he did. He said, "Ask this question in January." Um, I, to to your point, B, and exactly. to his point, there, there's some validity in that. But I mean, let's let's not forget now. Even though Jason Kidd was handpicked by the Russian, um, they fired Avery for less than this. If yep. I'm not mistaken, Avery sure Johnson did. was fired was at sure 500, did. and he got fired. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, so you know, I mean, what what are you going to do? Are you are you waiting on Paul Pierce to to? I mean, and, and granted, right now, you know, um, Darren Williams is hurt. Um, yeah. You know, he's uh, not 100%. KG is you know old. old. Paul Pierce, you know, he's not coming off screens anymore. Um, you nope. know, Joe Johnson is you know ski no. mask Joe. He's still the same. <laughs> Iso Joe, and, and you know, Brooke Lopez is a legit center, but. I don't. I don't know. It just that team looks bad, and and I get what you're saying, B, and I get what uh, class uh, class D is saying on Twitter. I get it, but I mean that's not good. And and conversely with the Knicks, I mean you got chance of fire Woodson throughout the Garden. Uh, the Hawks just beat the Knicks by 20 the other night, uh, and this is coming off uh, of the previous week where the Knicks lost by. 30 at home in the garden. You're right. I mean, it's not good for business if your crowd is chanting fire the coach. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> that's just not good yeah. for business. Any way you slice it, man. It's not good for TV or anything like that. So, I, I don't know. Ken, Ken what, what's your take on it, man? To B's point, he's absolutely right. It's, it's extremely early to really start judging <laughs> these teams. We still got 70 games left, man. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, Christ. there are some factors that we do have to take into consideration that's been there longer than this season has been in effect. Namely, let's look at New York, Mike Woodson. He was there last year. They did better when they had a different personnel. But we all know Mike Woodson is... He can win some games, but we had to endure him a little bit here in Atlanta. We know what he's about. You know, he's had some problems. Remember they started out hot last year, and then yep. all of a sudden they just cooled off, and I, I was like, yeah, they're not. They're, they're all right, but they're, they're, they're no threat. And no, they but proved I remember me you, correct. But, Ken, I remember but, you last year saying last year when Knicks was on this hot run, you was like, I didn't, you were saying it's November. Uh, this ain't nothing. Knicks are the Knicks. Like, we know what the Knicks are. So it's right. like... <laughs> Yeah, that's why he goes exactly. to a point. Yeah, it starts off hot in November, but then come January, he's like, oh, the Knicks ain't for real. So it, it could probably be the opposite way. We don't know. We can say, oh, the Knicks and the Knicks, they ain't for real. Come January 30th, we might be like, oh, well, they're looking like a, a number three, two, or four seed in the East right now. Like, it, it can change, man. It can change. Right. And and that's exactly where I was going, B. It, it could actually be the reverse this year. The difference between the two years is, even last year when I was watching them, and FIFA and I, we kind of had a discussion about this before. I was like, they rely so much on the three-point line. If you get a good team that can play perimeter defense, what do they got? And you Nothing. know, and and that down the stretch proved to be be true because 
you know, they weren't shooting from the three-point line as great as they were to open the season as the season progressed. This year when I watch the Knicks, I see a terrible team on offense with the same coach from last year. Granted, it's Mike Woodson. He has new players. He probably haven't. He probably just hasn't figured out how he wants to use the players to to make them more efficient together Ken, on the court. Ken, it, uh, but it, that was yeah, never was, Mike Woodson's specialty: getting players to mesh on the court with an effective offensive system. What has he ever okay. done that? But I, look, I'm just I'm, I just want to cover my bases. I'm not saying again. I'm just saying that that may be part of the problem. They just don't look good. They don't look good right now. And the difference between New York and New Jersey is the fact that Mike Woodson was there last year. In New Jersey, we have a completely different situation. We have a completely new team that's been assembled that's completely different from last year with a completely different new coach that's totally new new to everything. And you throw in this report that FIFO has and where they're saying this guy just can't coach at all. It doesn't look good when you have two old guys running around on the court, a hurt, a less than capable Darren Williams, who's man in the point, who hasn't looked the same since he's really left uh, 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 Utah. Utah. You know, you know, he'll still put numbers on the board, but he doesn't look like that same player that was uh, that was being coached under... Um, God, yeah, man, I hate to do this. Very very yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, so, but in New Jersey, yeah, I, I, I think it's time to push the pen, but something has to be done. But I think they need to wait it out just a little bit more. Just give it about another, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe January, like, like old boy said, or like B said. But, but, but I think the problem I, is that they, those two things to me are the biggest problems that I think that I see with these two teams. And I don't think they're going to change anytime soon. Okay. Can you afford to – I mean, B is right. We're – I think tonight is the third week of the season. So, yeah, it's – you know, there's no need to push any panic buttons. But at the same time, can you really afford to wait that long if this continues? And like I said, it's not good for business if you go walk into the arena and you're on TNT or you're on ESPN – and you're down by 15, and J.R. Smith is jacking up shots, Melo's getting mad, and nobody's playing any defense, and, and, the, and the people are yelling, fire Woodson. It's not, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know what the problem is, but, and I'm not, I'm far from a Knicks fan, huh. but I, I think they have, they have a lot more talent, obviously, than what they're showing. And, and keep in mind, the, the East is weak. Um, I was looking at some numbers earlier today, and I'm going to throw this out at you guys. If you look at the coming into today, not, not counting tonight's performances, there were 10 teams in the West that were at 500 or above. Only four in the East. So, yeah. as bad as, as so I guess I'm making a point again, I guess, is, is by saying this, as bad as the Knicks and the Nets are, they're not out of it mathematically because, I mean, like, these we got 70-something games left, but, you know, it's and I don't know if it's so much as the East being watered down, but it's just not as strong as the West is. But at some point in time, you got to turn it, and you you got to turn it around, and you can't you can't afford to wait, though. That's my thing. I don't think the pieces fit in New York. I, I just don't. You, you know what, Matt? Look, I, I, I've always said this, and again, I'm glad I'm on the, I'm on the sports show, so there's some type of record of me saying it. 
<laughs> the only way Carmelo Anthony is going to win a championship is either he teams up on a super team or he gets Phil Jackson. That's the only way. And I don't understand how Phil Jackson can be out there to play for your franchise. This is the most winningest coach in NBA history. And you don't get this man what he wants. And the reason why I don't get I don't understand why these owners don't give the man what he wants because that by giving him what he wants to give the people what they want and that is bringing a championship presence to your organization, a la Pat Riley. There's only one other guy in the whole league that can sell you on a championship outside of Pat Riley. Maybe Larry Bird now. But that other guy is still Jackson. And you got to give him what he wants. And if I'm New York, if I'm the owner, James Dolan, I'm firing everybody at the end of the season. I'm like Carmelo. I'm getting you Phil Jackson. He's going to coach you for like these next two years. He's going to have a successor. And we're going to move on. You know, Phil Jackson is going to be the GM at the, you know, in two to three years. But these first two years, for Carmelo, he has to play in that triangle. You cannot tell me that in a triangle offense, this guy with his offensive versatility will not be one of the most dominant players in the NBA. He already won the scoring title without it. Mm-hmm. And and that's when that's, you man, I, I never thought about Carmelo playing for that. That's not a bad idea, man. So mm-hmm. okay, so and, and, let me ask you this, FIFO: mm-hmm. Is Carmelo the issue? Because you know, I, I know that's not necessarily something that Knicks fans want to address, but we're not Knicks fans, I, you know, so I, I think it's worth mentioning. Is he the issue? No, no. The okay. star player is never the issue, and I'm going to tell you this, because number one, players play coach's coach, and it is up to the coach to devise a system around your best player to make everybody else fit in. That is the coach's job, and it is the GM's job to give him the ingredients to make sure that it all works. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So for me... The problem is Mike Woodson. The problem, in my estimate, I'm not saying Mike Woodson is a bad coach. Mike Woodson mm-hmm. is not a championship coach. Mike Woodson, to my belief, deserves a team that is in a rebuilding phase that needs some type of structure. I think he's good defensively. Offensively, mm-hmm. he's just not that coach, just like Mike Brown. Okay. Some coaches <laughs> just don't have it. Okay. They, they just don't have it. You know okay, I, I can they see the correlation right there, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. You know, and that's why certain coaches are not championship coaches. Phil Jackson is a championship coach. I believe he's a championship GM. He understands that. Give this guy a franchise. Let him run it. He's won 10, 11 championships as a coach. Why can't he do it as a GM? You got to be shitting me. At least give him a try. Yeah, you, yeah, I think you. I think you got to put in a phone call. You, you definitely got to put in a phone yeah. call. I don't care if you gave me a billion dollars today, and I was able to buy a basketball team because that's what it takes. You got to be a billionaire nowadays. If I was a billionaire and I had a basketball, the first person I'm called, hey Phil, do you want to work, man? Do you want to? What do you want? What does it take? Yeah, yeah. Well, what is it, what's it going to take for us to get you here? Exactly because he is. You can't even guarantee no championship, but damn. If somebody could talk to talk and walk to walk, is that man right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and once he steps in the room, you know he he you t- players are buying in, you know from from exactly. the from 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 exactly. the beginning, you know no questions asked. They're buying exactly. in from the beginning. 
what, what about you, B? What, what's your What's your take? Do you think uh, that's what it's going to take? Is a, a name like I guess the question I'm asking is: Is do you think there's a coaching change that needs to happen, or do you think they need to just play a wait and see? Because I I still may I'm not and I'm not I love Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson coached here for the Hawks. I thought he did a, a really good job. You know, it was hard for him to you know attain a certain level of success because. Ultimately, Mike Woodson wanted uh, Mike Woodson wanted he, he clashed with the GM because Mike Woodson wanted to draft Chris Paul. Uh, he made no secret about it. He wanted Chris Paul. Chris Paul was his guy. He felt like Chris Paul would take the Hawks to the next yeah. level. Uh, the GM at the time, Billy Knight, wanted to draft Marvin Marvin Williams, and subsequently, the GM spoke to the eight owners that the Hawks have, which is unreal to me, but that's another story for another day, um, and convinced them to draft Marvin. And the Hawks ended up drafting Marvin Williams. CP3 goes someplace else, and the rest New Orleans. is his, it's history. Yeah, yeah and, and and I think, and, and Chris Paul, you know, he said it on record that he wanted to be a Hawk, and I think right now Chris yeah. Paul averages somewhere Great. near 30 points against the Hawks. I mean, like, he kills the Hawks every time he plays here. Um, yeah. That being said, you know, I think Woodson is, is is a good coach. My question to you, B, is, you know, it, it's not good for business if you if James Dolan, the owner, is walking in the building and, like I said, they're yelling fire at Woodson. So it, it, do you need to make a coaching change right now, or do you just need to stand pat? I just say, I say stand. I mean, why make the coaching change now, man? I mean, me personally, now I'm sick of – Damn these leagues digging up these old coaches and bringing them back. Yeah, sure, yes. I, I, Phil Jackson is one of the most respected and most successful coaches out there. But I mean, get some new blood. I'm tired of sick and I'm sick of seeing these all sports recycling these old coaches and trying to I bring them the same back. Thing about football, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just sick of it. I mean, let, let Phil Jackson be retired. He got his 11 rings. Let, yes, he's one of the greatest NBA coaches. Is not. But he wants to coaches. be in the league. He, he wants yeah, to be a GM. So, so what yeah. I'm saying is, let him be a GM. Just let him transition like Pat Riley did. You know, you okay, yeah, be a GM, and then you, uh, you know, you become a GM. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of these old coaches, man. Stop the <laughs> shit. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Uh, uh, you know, hey, B, I say the same thing about football, man. Yeah. Every off season, man, they come with these man. same. I call them retreads, man. They start yeah. talking about these More, guys, and you know. They try to recycle Bill Parcells so much in the NFL. It's like let that man retire, like. Leave him alone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I want some new blood, man. Give me some new coaches mm. that's going to set the trend for the next 20 years. I mean, don't be digging up old-ass Phil Jackson, man. Dang. So, I mean, let you know, yeah, if you want to be a GM, if you want to be a GM, let him be a GM. But mm. whatever, man. I, let, let it stick out with Mike Wilson. If he don't pan out where you want to pan out, then fire him and find you somebody else. But don't okay. be digging up these old coaches. I, I, I won't be surprised they try to call Larry Brown out. Hey Larry Brown, what you doing? <laughs> hey, you know Larry, good for him for a rebuilding process for two, three years. <laughs> yeah, man. Sick of oh man, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Man, you are rocking with your boys, Dead End Sports, FIFO, Ken, Beezy, and yours truly, Twelve Kyle. We want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday, so in the event you cannot listen to the show live, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Man, hit up our website. Every day we've got something new for you at deadendsports.com. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter 
at Dead End Sports. Uh, you can follow B on Twitter at BZ430. You can follow Ken at K-B-I-N-G-E. Uh, and you can also follow FIFO at FIFO247 because he's on at 247. And uh, follow me at 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. Um, let's stick with the NBA, man. Um, I got into this. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to say a, a discussion. It was a heated argument um, about two guards. Uh, I, I'm very particular. I'm, I'm a guard. You know, I, I like guards. I've always liked watching two guards in the NBA. Um, we were talking about the evolution of two guards, and somehow we got onto the best two guards in the league right now. Um Ken, give me your top five shooting guards in the NBA right now. <laughs> Ken? You can't fall asleep? That's, a, that's that old man shit. <laughs> can't do this every week. He sure do. Uh, maybe he's taking out the trash or something. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to FIFO. FIFO, your top with the top five shooting guards in the NBA right now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I got, you know me, man. I I, I got to put them in order. I got to Go put ahead. them in order. So, I think right now, at, um, so, so look, I, I have to ask this. Are we considering Paul Georgian a two this year? Um, I'm considering a small forward. Or I'm he, small I consider forward. him more of a small forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So I was. I would have to say, like I've been saying, the best shooting guard in the league right now is James Harden. My estimation is James Harden. Um, number two, I gotta go with D Wade. When healthy, D Wade might be the best one in the league when he's one hundred percent. There's old D Wade and his broke down D Wade. We've been seeing that now. Nah. Uh, at number three, I might make you know I'm, I might surprise some people, but I'm gonna go Clay Thompson. You know, I know oh, yeah, he, no he disappears sometimes. He disappears sometimes, but hey, that boy right there, man. Ooh. Ooh. And then uh, at number four, I think I'm gonna surprise some people. I'm gonna surprise some people with this one, man. Um, I'm really liking Bradley Beal, man. Out of Washington. Wow. Okay. That, 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 that's my guy. I'm going to put him up there. Y'all know I'm not going to put Kobe. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe <laughs> hey, hey, I can't put him top five. Somebody get I, uh, uh, Modest Media to call in, man. You got to call in to defend Kobe. Because FIFA will not do it, man. <laughs> he just don't He just don't like Kobe. That's all. He just don't like Oh, no, my man, God. Kobe's I don't cool, like him either. Kobe's cool. Kobe is I mean, I don't cool. either, but my eyes don't lie. Hey, I like the, yeah. I love that. <laughs> and then, oh, man. my number five guy is just really going to show the state of flux with with um, with the NBA. You know, because really, we talking five. Like, who who's really the fifth best? You know, like I have to say, um, um, Eric Gordon. You know, he, he's having a pretty solid season. Um, he, he's on the comeback tour of his, of his own, so mm-hmm. you know. But just the two guard in the NBA is so weak. You know, just overall, it's, it's just a weak position now. Okay. Eric okay. Gordon over Kobe Bryant. 
This year. I don't know where he went, but he's back. <laughs> this year. Kobe hasn't played a minute. All right, that's valid. Uh, assuming that Kobe's healthy. But let's just, and, and I'm not going to say. Of course. Okay. Kobe's in the top three. He's in the top three this year. Like, okay. If he was healthy okay. playing, he'd be in the top three. Okay, okay. All right, so what so what about you, B? Give me your give me your top five shooting guard. Damn, man. Uh is there really that many shooting guards in the league? Uh, nope. <laughs> not really. I'm thinking like yeah, like shooters, shooters, not not like not probably not like what yeah. we remember growing up, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I mean I say I mean to me I'm going if if coming if he if he never got injured, I would say Kobe number one. Uh, James Harden, number two. No, no, no. Um, you can't put Kobe on the list, man. He hasn't played. I, you know what, but FIFA, you, I got Kobe you, on my list, FIFA, too. Right, FIFA, FIFA, <laughs> you said, you I can't do it without it. But you said if Dwayne Wade's healthy, we know what broke down Dwayne Wade, dude. You said if a healthy Dwayne Wade, you had him on the list. All right, but, but he's healthy this year, is he not? Has he broken down? Does he look old? He's getting I enough mean, rest throughout the season. When he's playing, he looks sharp. Come on, man. So we not in But people, it, but in, in so honesty, we we all know the pedigree. Regardless of whether or not we like Kobe or not, we know Kobe's pedigree. When Kobe Bryant steps on the floor, I mean, he's going. To, and I'm not saying he's going to be, you okay, know, this is taking off from the free throw line. But because, but I seen the video. Kobe's ready right now. Kyle. Okay. I seen the video. He crossed over his IBA Henry. Hit the mamba jumper on him, and he looked at the sideline like, "Yeah, and what you gonna do about it?" Because I'm Kobe Bryant. If Kobe's ready. Kobe is the second best shooting guard to ever play the game of basketball. So I'm not taking it, but he has not played a minute of basketball. How in the hell can you make a top five list? He's on my top five list. Now to me, that's some ball sucking right there. Hey, you you know me. I I do not like I I do not like Kobe I Bryant at all. Um, my eyes don't lie. Yeah, I, I got to go with B. My <laughs> eyes don't lie. I'm gonna give you mine in no but, particular but order. Matter of fact, I can put him in order. Um, I've been see nothing, man. The dude, the way he played last year at the age he was, oh, man. Come man. on, I mean that's that, that that deserves that's not and that, des- that deserves to still be in the top five. Man. How can you explain yeah. Russell Westbrook? How can Russell Westbrook was still ranked in the, in the top top six when he was coming off the same well not the same injury but like another severe but injury as well? But he's playing this year. He, he's people giving him props because we've seen Westbrook on the court. Oh, people, I, I'm, people, I'm talking about before the season started. They they ranked him high. He, he, he had the same know. injury. But you, they didn't have the same injury. So Russell Westbrook has already played this year. He's already averaging over twenty points a game. Kobe I'm talking about before the season started. Off the board. Before the season I'm started, they didn't, know they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't know when Russell Westbrook was coming back, but they still ranked him high. So but, why, but, not, why right. not? But, uh, but look, but we talk about right now, you talking about what your eyes seen. Your eyes didn't see nothing of Kobe Bryant this year. This year. We talking about the top five shooting well, guards if, if, this year right now. I can't, I can't name. I can't name five. And if we if we not if we not mentioning any players, I can't name five shooting guards. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I can't. I, I can't. I can't name I'm five. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell people now
Um, yeah, he's in mine. He's in mine. Five, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm shock a few people with this one. Five, I'm gonna go. Uh, and I'm kind of surprised that FIFO and I'm, I'm not knocking him that you went Bill when you got guys like Joe Johnson, uh, Eagle Dollar, <laughs> and Kevin Martin out there. Um, Eagle Dollar, I'm gonna go. Now. I'm gonna go. Hey, Manu Ginobili. I'm gonna go Ginobili. Even yep. though he doesn't start, um, still a, a, he still got some you know bullets left in the holster. Um, I'm going with Ginobili at five. Um, four, I'm going Clay Thompson. Uh, three, I'm going Wade. Uh, two, Harden. And number one, I got Kobe. Assuming that Kobe, because the last time I saw Kobe before he fell down, he was still number one. He was killing. <laughs> he was killing. <laughs> before he I mean, fell he down, killing. he was number one. So I'm going to assume, just like I did with Derrick Rose, that when he steps on the court to play in front of the public, he's going to be the old, just like Rose is the old Rose, I'm, I'm going to assume that Kobe's going to be the old Kobe. Now, does that mean he's going to score 40 a night? No, he's not going to score 40 a night. But he's, even at 80%, is better than most of these guys at 100%. So that's that's my five. What what about you? you know, what, what you got? Um, you know what? I I'll, I'll do something that I, I rarely do. I uh, I'll put mine in order because it ain't that damn many <laughs> anyway. So, um, I got Bradley Beal. That that boy can play. Um, mm-hmm. he, he he can flat out play, and he he really impressed me last year, and and he he picked up where he left off this year, even coming off an of injury. So I got him at number five. I got Clay Thompson. He can flat out shoot. He's a stud um, on, on Golden State. So I got him at five. And this 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 is really easy. Um, I got uh, James Harden as, as uh, at the third spot. Uh, Dwayne Wade uh, is my number two guy, and uh, and Kobe Bryant is, is is number one. Just just off pedigree, man. I, I've just seen him. <sighs> I hate Kobe Bryant. It's <laughs> a hard word, but I, 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 I respect what he's what he's done. I admire what he's yep. done, but he's just never been a. You know what? Forget this, man. This is my list. Kobe Bryant <laughs> two, Dwayne Wade number one. I'm not gonna disrespect my man Dwayne Wade like that, man. Yeah, you love you my love list. Dwayne Wade here. Yeah, I forgot. Man, look, man. I just, care what anybody. Man, I just think his blasphemous. All y'all have Kobe on this list. He has not played a minute. Man, somebody tell Rod to call in. I'm just saying, look, if Kobe Bryant played this year, he would be in my top five list. If he just stepped on the court, but because he did not and has not, I can't put him on my list today. Not today. Okay. Now you ask me about. Now you ask me in January and he done played some games. Okay, it might be a different thing. But no, man, not today. I can't put him on there. And it's not. And you know what, Fico? We're going to revisit this in January. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm already putting it down already. Man, Kobe can beat everybody below the five spot without an Achilles. So he doesn't need to step on the court to validate his his, his number one spot. He can, Fico. Look, man, look. His all time spot. Look, year to year, your spot is earned. Year to year, your spot is earned. All time, no, Kobe has that in the bag. Loving it. No other two guard is messing with him with his resume. Come on, are you serious? You, you know what two guard? You know what two guard? I like to watch. I like to watch Jamal Crawford. Man, he'd be out there cooking. Yeah. Oh man, Crawford is nasty with his. 
He is you do, nasty man. with his. Crocker will be out there cooking foods, man. I, that's an exciting two guard I like to watch. It's Crawford. I forgot about him. Yeah. But I still can't name five shooting guards, though. You know Honestly, when I tried to come up with my list, I had to, like, because I was I was kind of like you guys. When My first thought was, okay, you know, okay, where am I where am I going to put Paul George? Am I putting him, you know, at the uh, at the small forward or am I putting him at a two? You know, so that's, you know, that was like a big thing for me. Um, yeah, uh, phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Press the number one if you decide to speak to us. Um, Rod, Rod said he was trying to call in. You know what, if I took off uh, Kobe Bryant, I would, I would probably put in Gordon Hayward. I think he can play. He's a three. Is hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle, yeah, Rod said, said he called in. Might as well say he's calling in. You know what? Did he press one? Because I see it. Wait a minute. Know. Let me see. Hang on a second. Four, four, Rod, is that you? Hello. What's going on, man? Yeah, I think that's right. Hello. What up, man? Yeah, what, what up? What's going on, man? We got you on the air, man. This is uh, Modest Media from Dead End Hip Hop, a.k.a. Rob. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Hey, I I, I don't know if you heard the discussion, man, but... (laughs) But uh, we're having a discussion here, man, about this. All we have to hear the discussion to already know that that people on on this line hate you, man. Before, I'm talking about before the season started. 
That's a relevant answer to these questions. But what I'm saying is, I Kobe questions. wasn't going to be here. Kobe was not going to play. Just like last year, I didn't put D Rose in the top five point guard list because he just he wasn't going to play. But dude, going into the season, you know LeBron is the best player. Why well, be like, well, I got to see LeBron play first to well, see what he's I'm, the best okay, player. Be, uh, all right, but, but we knew, but we knew LeBron was going to play this year. Yes or no? All right, well, let's okay. Well, let's say LeBron got hurt, all right, right, and he's supposed to come back. Who's the number one over LeBron? What? What? What is LeBron is hurt? LeBron is not the best. What I'm saying is this. If you're not on, on that court, if you're not out there on that court defending your throne night in, night out, then you're not the best. No, there's no way. No, it's no way. It's no way. In '97, before the season starts, I'm not saying Michael Jordan is, is not the best player. Regardless if he got an injury, if he got a sore throat Man. or or, so, or a bad knee, I'm not gonna say oh Jordan so is the best tell, player. Please. So you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me right now? Right now? That you know? I, I'm gonna knock on wood. So he's my favorite player right now. Him and Kyrie. If LeBron gets LeBron hurt got right hurt. now. For the rest of the year, LeBron is not the best player in the NBA right now. He's still the best player in the NBA right now. It's LeBron no. Lee. If he got hurt today right with an ACL, gone for the rest of the year, he's not the best player in the NBA. Yes, he's the best player in the NBA. No, he, he gets knocked down or not. To me, he gets knocked down or not. I have to see him play again. Oh, I can't do him that again. Oh, I have tripping. to see him again. Dude, are you crazy? Look, I got to see him again. Just like you said, that you have best Earn, somebody has to earn that number one spot. Who's gonna earn the number one spot? That's that. It go, it go, it, all right, it, it's like it's like if Barack goes down, who, uh, who, who's the vice president? He takes the number one spot. That's all I'm saying. In the NBA, it's consensus the best player in the NBA is LeBron. Second, most people say it's Kevin Durant. So if LeBron goes out for an extended period amount of time where he's not going to be ready at the beginning of next year, Durant is now the best player in the NBA. Oh, no. No that's, that's like saying LeBron. That's like saying LeBron goes down right now with an ACL for the rest of the year and still wins the MVP. Get the fuck out of here. Well, it still has to be earned. Durant still has to win the win. It still has to earn it. And I feel you, but also this year, Kobe, Kobe earned his position overall, yes. And if he would have played, if he, look, like I said, come January after he done played 20 some odd games, if he plays that many by that point, I don't know. We don't even know when he comes back. And he's that guy, I'll give it to him. But I haven't seen him play, so I'm not going to give it to him. And I know Oh, my ready. God. Hey, you know what, man? I, I, I don't think I, I, it's, it's obvious C4 ain't going to change his damn mind. So since we got Rod on the phone, man, let's go ahead and jump to the next question, man. This is basketball-related. Rod's a big basketball guy. Um, And I'll start with Ken first on this one. Who do you think would win a game in one-on-one if Jordan in his prime played against LeBron? Let's just say they're going to 21. First person is 21, one-on-one, Jordan in his prime, LeBron, I think LeBron is, I think it's safe to say LeBron is entering his prime right now. Who wins, Ken? He's in it. it yeah, he's in it. But here's okay. the thing, just one game? One game. Yeah, we have one game, 21. Oh, okay. Shirts and skins. 
I'll go first. I'll go first. Jordan, Jordan will win. Okay. Okay, and why? Or how? How do you think Jordan will win? Anything in particular, or you think Jordan would just, you know, do his thing? Because you can't, you can't stop his fadeaway. I don't, like, you can't stop Jordan's fadeaway. He's, he's going to yeah. hit Jordan. Jordan in his pump with the fadeaway jump stop is going to stop Jordan. That shit is unguardable, man. That shit is unguardable. Plus, Jordan, Jordan is just a better one-on-one player. You know what I'm saying? He just, he just, Jordan is a good one-on-one player. And he's, like, one of the best defenders in the game. Like, I mean, and so he, he can slow down LeBron because LeBron has no go-to move. I've been saying that for years. That's one of LeBron's main, main faults. He just has no go-to move. He powers with him. But he was, like, trying to take, take Jordan off, off a simple move or a crossover. Not happening. Nope. Nope. Cause Le- LeBron don't even like to post, right? And he don't post, like so he can't win. He can't beat Jordan in a one-on-one game. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So, so what's your what's your take on it, B? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Same. I mean, it's like Jordan. Jordan is one of the best one-on-one players to play. I mean, same thing with Kobe. Kobe's a Kobe's a real good one-on-one player. I mean, <laughs> and then, like I say, Jordan get that that 90, 93, 96. Uh, Jordan fade away. That shit was unguardable, dude. Once he yeah, hit like about fair. 15 feet. No matter how tall you are, no matter, it, it doesn't matter how close you are. It doesn't you matter. It doesn't matter, matter dog. Jo- Jordan knew how to create that space, and once he got that fade away, man, it, it's a wrap. You can't block that. It, 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 it's, it's a wrap. That's his go to move, man. He's he going to play with you. He's going to play with you a little bit. Bam, bam. Once he get that 14, 15 mid range, it's a wrap, dude. It's, it's a wrap. You can't guard that. And then, you know, LeBron doesn't post. If not, if LeBron was like, yo, I'm going to post this dude, I'm going to punish him in the paint, then, you know, LeBron, LeBron might have a point. You know, he might have a, a chance of beating him, but LeBron is mm-hmm. not going to be, he's not going to be, oh, I'm going to post this dude all, all day. Right. So, uh, yeah, Jordan. Wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is a, uh, man, in, in the, both in their prime. Wow. Okay. So, look, LeBron is a hell of a defender himself, right? So I think when it comes to to, to playing D against each other, I, th- I think I think they'll both be able to do that well to the point where I think it will come down to who can get the shot that they want when they want it, whenever they want it, and make the most buckets when they get the opportunity. And... Rod, I mean, shit, Rod B, you, you guys are right. That fadeaway is absolutely <laughs> lethal. It's golden, dude. Like, how, golden. how do you stop it? How do you stop it? Here's the only problem that I have. Okay. Jordan can't match LeBron's athletic ability and physical ability. And granted, LeBron doesn't post that much, but he, he's learned the post game. We still, like people says, we have to watch it for a whole year. But I, at LeBron's pure athleticism, size, and strength gives him a sizable advantage over Jordan. Jordan has a high basketball IQ, he, and, and because LeBron doesn't have a patented go-to move or go-to moves, period, you know, Jordan, because of his IQ, can probably get enough stops to win the game and go to his patented offensive moves. Yep. But, man, I... I, I Le- LeBron, LeBron can shoot from anywhere on the court now, and he has the ability to, to, to just like you said, just barrel his way to the hoop and score any kind of way. We've seen the man hit some incredible shots with physical contact. 
As much as it pains me to say this, because I've seen Jordan just demolish folks, I think I gotta go with LeBron because of his physical <laughs> ability oh over God. Jordan. I, I, oh. I know it's, it's, it's yeah. sacrilegious. I, I get it, but I, in their prime, I think I think they're a tough matchup, and I think Jordan has that. Jordan can score whenever he wants to. You know, we've seen him. We know what he can do. But that athletic ability of, of LeBron combined with him being able to score from anywhere on the court, I, I hey, don't know, man. Right. Before, before, before you jump on Ken, I, I think he can, I think he can take him in and out, man. I, I think yeah, he can. Before you jump on Ken, man, like like you can make an argument for both sides. All right. So so let's just be honest. There, you can make a case for LeBron. You can make a case for MJ. This is very hypothetical. He's probably talking about the two best ever to this point. Hello? Okay. No, no, no. I, I thought you were making a point. No, no. You. I thought you were making a point. I mean, that's that's the. No, I did. You froze me there for a second. No, I, I agree. I think it's. Uh, I, I'm not surprised Ken went left. But with all the athletic in the world, I gotta go. I gotta go with Rod and FIFO and B, man. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't. I didn't say which way I was going. I thought you said Jordan. My bad, my bad. Well, I'm going Jordan, man. In his prime, like you said, that that fadeaway. It is, and, and to Rod's point, LeBron doesn't necessarily have a post up post up game just yet. Uh, that's you know something that he allegedly worked over worked on during the, during his off season. Um, so I'm pretty sure we'll see more of that as, as the season progresses. Um, you know, if he had a if he had a, a, a real low post game, then you really got an issue because physically he could outmatch Jordan. I mean, six nine, two sixty. You know, ball handling skills. I mean, he could really just muscle Jordan. And Jordan wasn't no Jordan wasn't no punk. You know, you wait. I, I don't remember a lot of dudes posting Jordan up in his career. Period. Magic. Uh, magic. He, he did in the finals, magic, but I mean, it wasn't like no, Magic ate him up in the postseason. Uh, man, but but but, 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 but they, the they, they they switched off and they the let Scotty get Magic too. Jordan Jordan didn't play Magic because, straight up the whole the whole finals though. Because Jordan couldn't. Because I mean, well, why would he? When you got Scotty there, Scotty's a defensive a, a more defensive minded cat. Look look look. They start the, the beginning of that series started off MJ on Magic because mm-hmm. obviously. Ma- Michael was the better of the two defenders, right? Let, let, let's be honest. The man won Defensive Player of the Year two, at least two or three times. But mm-hmm. the difference is is that the reason why they put MJ on Magic was to try to slow the Lakers down, and he couldn't slow them down because Magic could still see over MJ and still make the right. offensive plays that needed to be made over MJ. When they put Pippen on the oh yeah, that, that, that was completely different. And if Magic can bother MJ in the post, if LeBron truly had go-to moves in the post, man, there was no way. There's no way. And I'm and I'm gonna tell you like this: This is who I would take. Whoever got the ball first would win. Both of them in the front, whoever got the ball first. Because MJ's not missing. No, no, for real. Because MJ's not missing, man. Like that fadeaway, y'all right. You couldn't stop that, and especially if he gets to talking shit, MJ on the court, and you know he's gonna talk some shit. Man, he's not missing nothing. He's not missing nothing. Right. And LeBron the same way. If LeBron got it first, I really can't see how MJ would stop him. Like, yeah, he don't have a go-to move, but like they said, 
I'm so right, much so. bigger, stronger, faster than you. You can't stop me. And I'm a better three-point shooter than you, MJ. And I got more range than you, MJ. No, I, I just, I don't see it. I, they couldn't stop each other. But he has to create some type of space against Jordan, though. And he would. Yeah, he would have to. He, he, he'd he almost have, just to get a shot off. Because, I mean, you got to remember I Jordan. Like, how when it came to stealing the ball, too. Yeah. Okay. Man, gonna, but, 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 how can you be so sure if he gets the ball first that he's going to score every time after that? I'm not sure about that. I'm not saying that he's going to score every single time. But how can we confidently say that, that LeBron will score okay. every time once he gets the ball first? But, but 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 here's the thing. How can you confidently say that MJ will score every time when he got the ball? Because all hey, I'm wait, saying is, is that, wait, 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 Pimp, wait, Pimp. What I said was whoever got the ball first would win, meaning that LeBron could probably make four or five shots in a row, miss one. Jordan to get it, made five, six, seven in a row, miss one, and then LeBron can make another four or five in a row to win the game. So whoever gets the ball first, in my estimation, will win the game because you will have more possessions. Mm. This guy's allowed to miss four, five, six. People taking the easy way out. I don't know, man. I I, all I'm saying is, is that that is about as even as you could possibly make it, man. You're talking about, in my estimation, the two greatest players to ever play in the history of this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, like one is more physical than the other. One is more skillful. Okay? Like, come on, man. R- real talk, whoever gets more possessions is going to win the game. That's all. Because they're not going to miss more than two shots. Well, well, here's the thing, though. But what happens when, and we've seen it, and we've heard LeBron even admit to it, and I've never heard Jordan admit to anything about him, him lacking confidence in the not. shot. What happens during that, that one-on-one, that game of 21 where LeBron, you know, jacks up a shot and he doesn't have the confidence that the shot is going in? You know, that's the like thing. Said, that's what Jordan's going to take over. And here's the thing. Yeah, like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron doesn't have that same confidence in his jump shot like Jordan. He does. He, does. he even admitted that during the finals last year. But he got it, though. He got it to win the finals. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not yeah. forget that. He, the first three or four games, man. he didn't have it. But he closed out with that jumper. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be real. Mm-hmm. And, and he, 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 was he was popping right. them bitches, right. too. He was, I think, and like 6 for 10 in the finals. I think that, that yeah, last was, game, they yeah. came 7. LeBron and MJ, they're not missing more than three shots in a one-on-one. They're not missing more mm-hmm. than three. So whoever gets the majority of the possessions is going to win the game, in all honesty. And that's what it's going to come down to. Wow. I wish we could jump into a time machine or something, man. <laughs> this would be dope as hell, for real. That, that Jordan fadeaway, man, lights out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what was yeah. more unstoppable, the sky hook or fadeaway? I don't know, man. He has so many. Like you can ask me this question tomorrow. I might say Jordan. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those. It just depends on how. I don't know, I, people. That that's got Kareem. Man, it's crazy. Kareem added about five years to his career with that sky hook. He did. Um, yep. Man, we're getting well, notification. We got like about ninety years. seconds left in the show, man. Rod, man, modest media, man. Thanks for calling in, man. Definitely appreciate you for calling in. Uh, Ken said me and B started this debate. and We wanted to add you into it, but we didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but you know. We know that you wanted to come in and, and uh, you know, defend Kobe. Um, <laughs> make sure that you guys tell a friend and tell a friend. I want to thank everybody for listening each and every Tuesday night. Make sure to tell a friend. We're on every night, every uh, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
uh, check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, if you missed any parts of the show, make sure that you check us out, blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Hit us up on Twitter at deadendsports. Um, that's going to do it for this week, man, for Ken, for FIFO, for B, for Rod, for calling in, everybody to hit us up on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. That's it for this week. We're going to holler at you guys next week. Peace. 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 Peace out.